The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Nine minutes past the hour. Mark Conan is with us, Chief Investment Officer at AIA Group. Mark, good to have you with us. Loretta Mester said no progress on inflation, so that was probably disappointing to the bulls. And both she and Janet Yellen said no evidence of disorderly market functioning. It probably means the bottom is still a ways off, huh? Yeah, Brian, and thanks for the invitation this morning. And it certainly does mean that the bottom is a little bit of a ways off there. Trying to force the balls into hibernation, I think, and we haven't quite got there yet. We saw in July when there was perhaps a misinterpretation uh, of what Jay Powell was uh, intending uh, in his comments, and the market rallied very strongly. That's the sort of rally that can cause the imbalances that I guess the Fed is trying to avoid. We're sort of moving away from when we might see a Fed pivot and more towards a Fed pause. What is something that needs to break for that to happen? Well, I think... um, Markets are orderly, and we need to see signs that the economy is slowing. Um, There's a lot of intense focus on the jobs data, and of course jobs are a lagging indicator of economic activity. And as we know historically, when jobs do turn, they adjust quite quickly in the United States. It's a very flexible uh, employment structure. So um, as the higher rates uh, continue to click on and that has an impact on consumption and the growth in the economy, then I think we'll start to see expectations start to bottom out. And generally speaking, before you hit the bottom in the economy, uh, up to six months before, equity markets start to anticipate that and move forward. But we haven't really seen uh, the adjustment in earnings expectations. Markets are generally not very good at turning points, and we haven't seen um, the derating that perhaps is justified given where we are in the cycle. And U.S. officials continue to say that they're doing what's right for the U.S., and the byproduct is the strength in the dollar, and it has been basically destroying everything in its path. Um, Do you you see any sort of concerted uh, involvement of of the Treasury and central banks at some point? The dollar wrecking ball, our currency, your problem, um, and nothing much has changed through history. But we have seen times uh, historically where there has been a coming together uh, of uh, of officials globally to uh, arrest uh, the, the the path of a particular currency. Whether or not we're at one of those points remains to be seen because policy has been lagging in large parts of the world, including, including here yeah. in Asia.
Mark Conan is Chief Investment Officer at AIA Group, joining us in Hong Kong. And we're talking about the strength of the dollar. You say, our dollar, your problem. But when it comes to what we are seeing across Asia, as Doug was mentioning, that weakness in the yen, whether or not we're going to see intervention there, and the weakness in the won ahead of the Bank of Korea decision as well, how much does this just complicate things for Asia? And is it going to be similar to what we saw in 1997? No, I don't think we've got a 1997-type situation. We don't have the offshore liabilities that drove that crisis. But what we do have is lagging policy in this part of the world, typically, as as uh, economies have emerged later from COVID, some yet to fully emerge. And therefore, authorities, central banks have been keen to see a, a lagging in terms of policy, monetary policy, relative uh, to the US. And that has obviously put more strength in the sales of the dollar. Uh, and it does, it does cause problems. But I think now we're going to be in a period of catch-up. I think policy uh, is in the process of being tightening. We're seeing the Bank of Korea meet, I think, today, and we're expecting a half-point rise there. Um, for those exporting countries that rely on exports to the, to the developed world in, in high-value-added goods like Korea, like Taiwan, I think they are going to struggle economically. And I think if you look at, a, if you look at, an, econo- you look at an equity uh, strategy across this region, those markets will tend to be underweighted as a result. So we've seen utilities in the U.S., for instance, fall almost 20 percent in the past month. Uh, and when they when they start selling all the defensive sectors, uh, you know, you're, you're probably getting close to a, a capitulation moment. In, in your view, what does capitulation look like, given that we've had a lot of this and we've seen it coming? Does it get really bad or does it just grind on? Well, it's been a bit of a grind with some false hope being expressed in bear market rallies. Uh, the Ju- July rally, which I mentioned earlier, was a very significant one, uh, which has now been drained out, um, forcing forcing the bulls into hibernation. Unfortunately, Brian, the last leg is generally the most painful as the realisation of slowing earnings comes through with the prospect of a derating on equity markets. Uh, that's when the last the last strains, if you like, the last remnants of bull of, of the bull market are, are squeezed out, and that's where you see the biggest decline. That decline then as preludes or or, 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 or is a prelude for um, a recovery later on once as, as we start to see anticipation of the bottom of the economy being reached and generally equity markets recover in anticipation of that. So, Mark, we're looking ahead to the China Party Congress, and as you rightly point out, there could be a rally after President Xi's speech if we see some more policy support. But how sustainable is that? What is the outlook in your view for China equities? Yeah, China equities are a very unloved asset class, both domestically and internationally. And um, as we're seeing, the sort of anti-China sentiment is driving a lot of that outside uh, in, in North America and in Europe. Um, it's been a tough time, obviously, with the, uh, with the property market debacle. Uh, and the debt problem there in in China. At the same time, you've got the external sector pretty weak, um, and you've got limited policy response because of the imbalances uh, that are being that are being addressed. I think most people are focused on the Congress uh, in terms of the of the realignment of the leadership. Perhaps a bit too much. What we're looking for there is continuity, um, which is particularly relevant at this time when there are some significant headwinds that need to be encountered and policy challenges. Um, the re- the reality is we're not going to see the fullness of what the policy is being set at until we get well past uh, the Congress out until uh, next March, yes, for the MPC. So it's going to be a slow drip. However, markets may do what they often do is a bit of short covering if we see some signs of encouragement from Xi's opening address. Will will Xi Jinping re-embrace the capitalists? 
Uh, I'm not think, I'm not sure overtly that is that is top of the agenda. I think what what's top of the agenda is confidence in the leadership, continuity uh, in the leadership, a commitment to common prosperity, uh, a, you know, a, a, a real focus on some of the key tenets of the policy to date, getting better balance within the domestic economy. So um, that's sort of a no, right? <laughs> so in short, yes, Brian, a no. <laughs> Mark, thank Julia. you, and thanks for coming into our Hong Kong studio. Mark Conan is Chief Investment Officer at AIA Group with us in Hong Kong here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.